All right, I've recorded this podcast, like this specific episode, so many times and just have not published it because I keep getting the story wrong or I don't portray it as I wanted to portray it. So, um, as of right now, I, so I've had, I have a TikTok, right? Uh, I have 11,000 followers. I don't mean to flex. That is not a flex because they're literally all inactive. But I do, I, I, as some of you might know, I transferred universities and I do shit on my old university a lot on my TikTok. Luckily, I didn't actually make any friends at that old university, so I didn't need to worry about people finding out the things I was saying and stuff like that. However, one of my posts did get um it, it blew up a little bit it and it happened to get on the for you page of um my old teammates <laughs> worst case scenario right <laughs> that's literally um something that i've genuinely feared for the past like what five months um literally worst case scenario didn't think it would ever happen yet here i am today uh so <laughs> they found it and <laughs> I'm gonna, so basically in the TikTok, it's just me, it's the one that goes, Gator needs his gat, and it's me holding up my URI tracksuit, and it's just me making fun of that. In the video, however, I happen to be wearing a Salve sweatshirt, which is my old school, and, uh, like, the majority of the comments on it were just from people, either my friends or people from Salve, being like, oh, but you're wearing the Salve sweatshirt. Listen, I only wear that sweatshirt in one of two scenarios, finals week, or if I'm having a mental crisis. That's because I try not to wear that sweatshirt unless it's the only piece of clothing that isn't dirty. And that just so happened to be the case. I was wearing, I was finals week when I was making that TikTok and so I was wearing the sweatshirt. I didn't think much of it. In fact, I didn't even realize that I was wearing the sweatshirt until I looked at it a day later. Oh my god. Anyways, um, I'm a little bit on the edge right now. So, you know, that just inspired me to take that opportunity to really re-record this episode. And this episode is going to be uh my hockey story now i don't know where to start this i don't know if to if i should start at the beginning or if i should start when things really got going for me but i'm gonna start right in the middle and that was when one day my junior year of high school i woke up and i i don't even know what happened but i just said to myself wow i really like hockey i think i want to play it in college and at that time, I was really, really just bad. I was so bad at hockey. I never really cared about it. It was just a side sport that I did for little laughs and giggles and um, never took it seriously. So I was respectively shit. I was slow. Um, and just if you if you th- just think of a bad hockey player and that is me, I was a bender. I sucked. Now that day I woke up I called my dad up and I was like yeah I think I kind of want to shoot for college hockey and he was like okay let's get you signed up 
for some uh, summer clinics and spring clinics and literally every program that was being advertised, I was signed up for. And honestly, I think I decided to get better just because I had had a really horrible season uh, where people were actually starting to get better than me on my team. And I was put on the second line. And uh, that really just like set me off, I guess. And so I did a I did a bunch of spring clinics and then I got to summer and that's when I actually started to get better because I was weightlifting. I had like I was in this physical training program or whatever where I was introduced to squatting and all of these different exercises and actually like getting muscle because I was a twig back then. But um and I was doing a whole bunch of summer clinics. I did a skating technique clinic. I did a uh, just like um, travel team clinic. I did a bunch. I, I don't I can't even name them, but I did I did a bunch. And the way I would get better actually was I would look at people and like that were better than me and I would just copy their stance, copy what they do, copy like down to their habits. So like the way they hold their stick and uh, like the way they stride and stuff like that. So I and I was I was freakishly into hockey. I've never seen someone with more aspiration to achieve a goal than me in that year. And you know, I got better. I got it came to the fall season and that's right when uh high school was starting up. And I had just recently broken my thumb, but when I got to when the first practice of high school started, I expected to be put on first line again just because I was working so hard and I got so much better and I was going to I thought I was going to get on the ice and like be good and be like haha in your face like screw you like put me on first line that is not how it went I was not put on first line I was put on second line short case like the okay long story short for that season I was put on the second line where my only purpose and I was I wasn't told this directly but I like how I had overheard it like it it came up in conversations but my only purpose was to get on the ice play as long as I could so and hold the team off for as long as I could so that the first line could get their rest and the first line was at one star player this girl got 100 career goals in two years. That is literally insane, especially for high school or for anyone. Honestly, 100 career goals is nuts. And uh, she, you know, she would just take the puck and skate it to the other end and just stick it in the net. And that was basically my entire se- senior year. Did that lead to some mental health issues? Of course. Um, but I was okay because I ended up going and looking at D3 NCAA schools. And I got four offers and I picked between, or I had to pick between two schools and I couldn't. So one night I took a piece of paper and wrote a pros and cons list for both schools. And when I finished that, I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna follow my heart. And I followed my heart and happened to pick Salve Regina. (laughs) <laughs> which was a big mistake because as soon as I emailed the coach I emailed the coach and I was like 
yeah, I'm committing to your school. And she's like, great. And that was basically that. And then a week later, I get this email and it's like, yeah, so your head coach actually resigned. And I was like, for the love of God. And this was like right when COVID was starting to. So all of the spring programs that I had signed up for were canceled. And I had nothing to do. I was just running my house um, with that thought in my mind that I didn't even know if I was on the team or not because there was like no communication between me and this coach whatsoever and me and the team either. I had no connections to anyone on the team. And I just didn't know if I was on the team. That summer, I did, I actually, it was my first time doing a this clinic and it was full of really good people. It was a really good program. The only issue is that like, the girls in that clinic were like significantly younger than me and that happened to me a lot like so much i was i kept getting put in these clinics with really young people um and i was just like programs ways of like raw dogging me and making me have to work harder and downplay to people but you know it sucked and i had this faint feeling inside of me while i was doing the summer clinic that like oh i don't really want to I don't know if I want to be here anymore. Like that, like I don't feel like I have that like big of a passion anymore. It's just, but it was just a very faint feeling, so I dismissed it. And time comes where I show up at Salve Regina, right? And two weeks go by, and nothing. I hear nothing. I don't know if I'm on the team or anything. And then I get this call from the new coach, which I didn't even know existed, and. He was like, yeah, you're on the team. Like, we have a team meeting tomorrow. Like, show up. And I was like, okay, great. Like, Dill literally did a victory dance. I was jumping with joy. And, you know, I show up to the team meeting the next day, and he's like, yeah, so all of you are trying out again. Like, uh, nobody's spot on this team is guaranteed. And I was like, damn, <laughs> two years of work down the drain. Love to see that love to see it sorry i'm talking really fast right now because i just have so much to say and not enough time um and you know that was like a big disappointment but i was like okay uh i guess i'll just have to like work really hard to earn my spot on this team right and it just so happened that i was like about the second worst person on the team like i was good but i was i still kind of sucked but I worked every single day to not suck. And the first semester was tolerable. But right from the beginning, like, being on this team sucked. Just because, like, first of all, there was nowhere to put our gear, freshmen. We had nowhere to put our gear. We didn't have a home rink. We didn't have a locker room. And nowhere on co campus to store our gear. So we had to keep it in our dorms. Um... Uh, I would I would put my bag out in the hallway and every now and then I would get knocks from ResLife being like, oh, yeah, you have to take that in your room. It's a fire hazard. And I was like, I have a roommate like this stuff stank. Like, what do you like? What do you want me to do? Like. Anyways, it was really disrespectful. I felt really bad. But um, the reason we kept it in our dorms was because we had to get dressed in the morning Sometimes it was four in the morning, sometimes it was five in the morning, but we had really early practices and we'd have to get dressed um, in our dorms like 
and get picked up by sophomores to drive to a rink that was 30 minutes away, which literally sucked. Um, Yeah, and uh, also we had sometimes uh, practices would get canceled, whether it was because of COVID or weather. And if practice got canceled, you could count on the coach um, replacing it with a hour-long Zoom meeting where we would just work out, like, and just, like, he would lead us in a workout. And, <laughs> and so I'd be on the dorm, like, the floor of my dorm room, like, doing these workouts. Like, I just, like, I, <laughs> I can't even, like, that's just the beginning, dude. Where it really gets bad is my sophomore year because my sophomore year my roommate moved out honestly i don't know if it was because she didn't like me or i I could not tell you but um my my roommate moved out and all my classes were online so i was just rotting in my room all day doing my online classes literally suffering (laughs) and at the same time i had to wake up at five in the morning to go to these hockey practices and like it was just a lot um to be frank okay i promised myself i'd be frank in this episode so i'm going to be frank that was the lowest point of my life i was severely depressed and severely anxious i was so damaged by salve that like i had to spend the entire summer afterwards like recuperating and like reteaching myself how to like love and like how to socialize with people and how to like not get anxious just by being in someone else's presence um and you know like it just like it okay it wasn't the team for me that's what i keep telling myself that's what i've always told myself like it wasn't the team for me and it wasn't the school for me sometimes you don't fit in with a school or a team and that's okay just like get over it like oh well just move on but like I would try and make like I I would try and join in on conversations with my teammates and like I'd kind of just like get brushed off like you know when people do that when it's like so clear that they don't want to be like socializing with you like I'd do that like like my teammates would do that to me like like I'd be like hey guys like want to make a TikTok and I'd just be like fucking ignored and like just that just happened like wherever I went like I would get in the car for my carpool and like they just didn't seem like they wanted to talk to me like I don't know if that's just like how I felt or if they were actually being like rude but I do not care anymore it sucked um I'm past that (laughs) I wanted to go home like with literally every fiber in my being like all the time it was literally a game of time Every single moment I was at Salve, I was like counting down to the time where I would be able to pack my shit up and go home. Like I would sleep to uh, make time go by faster. Um, I just try to distract myself in every single way possible. I also was on Accutane, so I would be dry heaving after practices because I wasn't able to get hydrated enough in the morning and I wouldn't eat anything in the morning because it's 5 a.m. and um, I would just be at practices and I would be so tired and stressed and hungry and anxious 
and like I would be out there missing passes and like missing shots and like I'd literally be so insecure I was brought so low and I was so insecure that like I was I would literally like freak out like I would be so embarrassed like I I don't even know how to put it into words like it's just like I felt like I was such a burden on the team and every single moment I was like oh my god I'm gonna get cut from this team like I've worked towards this goal for two years like this is this like I'm gonna get cut from this team like I miss a pass like oh my god I'm gonna get cut from this team oh my god like I have to get better like and stuff like that and it was horrible like it was literally so freaking bad i was so damaged by salve um and you know like there were no team functions because of covid like we had to like we had one one or two team functions one was a pasta party and the second one was just like a regular party and it was so dramatic like there was so much drama on this team by the way too I remember we had to bag skate for the like in the entire hour and a half practice because like we lost a game sock a singular game sock and then like after we bag skated like we found out that the trainer had it the entire time and I didn't even go to that game. We only played one game that season, and I was not on the roster for it. None of the freshmen played except for one. You know, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, but it was literally the worst. And, um, you know, they scare me. I don't know. They just, they scare me so freaking much. Also, like, Newport sucks. Uh, there's nothing to do downtown other than, like, go to bars and shop or eat like and like I feel like it's just really overhyped and also you can like walk to anywhere on campus in five minutes it was just too small of a school with me for me like yeah I still I okay I do have respect for Salve I do have respect for my teammates like I do have respect for the school like it just personally wasn't my mojo and that's fine uh I ended up transferring and, you know, actually, though, I thought I was, like, in the clear when we got to the end of the season. And I was doing this Zoom meeting where my, with my coach. And I was talking about, like, what I wanted to improve on and stuff like that. And at the end, he was just like, oh, yeah. So um, next season, some of you are going to have to have some tough talks. Like, I'm going to have to make cuts next season. And I was like, you know what? Like, fine. Like, and then I was like okay I'm gonna transfer and that wasn't even the last straw for me the last straw the final straw was when I went to the summer clinic in 2021 it was the same cl clinic I did the year before except like with people my age and like prep school kids and they were like crazy good and I had not worked out in probably about like three months I had not even like run genuinely had not run in three months and I showed up to that clinic and an hour went by and the practice wasn't even done and I was so freaking tired I couldn't do it anymore sorry I have to burp <laughs> um then I went up to the coach and I was like 
yeah, um, I have to go pick my cousin up at the train station. Can I leave early? And that was obviously a complete lie, but I could not walk my bag to my car. I was that tired. And then I got at my car. <coughs> talking makes me like talking makes my throat like all scratchy. And I get to my car and I called my mom up and I was like, I cannot do hockey anymore. Like, and then I called my dad up and we talked for like two hours. And I was just like, I want to focus on my career and my academics and I can't do hockey anymore. Like, I can't be doing this anymore. Like, this is so bad. I do not enjoy it whatsoever. And that was when I thought I was going to hang my skates up for the final time ever. I never thought I was going to be playing hockey ever, nor did I want to. I had no desire to play hockey ever, like, again. And I ended up transferring to URI. And uh, it was about in August. My dad calls me up and he's like, yeah, uh, URI has a club hockey team. And I'm like, huh, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll look at it. And uh, I emailed the coach. The coach is like, call me. I called the coach. He's like, yeah, we're trying to like get D3 like skill. Like we're trying to be at that level. And I was like, huh, great. I'll try it out. And, you know, I gave that team the benefit of the doubt. And it was like easily one of the best decisions of my life. Because once I started to like, get treated right on this team like I realized how messed up it was like at my other school people like actually wanted to talk to me and that alone surprised me I did not expect people to want to talk to me when I got onto this team and they were all so welcoming and I'm genuinely I'm so close to all of them like they literally basically saved my life and you know I, we, we actually played Salve, <laughs> which is funny because it was extremely traumatic for me just because like they scare me so freaking much and I do not know why. I think it's because I still feel ashamed and embarrassed and like I, I feel like I let them down and I feel like I let myself down and I feel like I let my dad down when I transferred and I basically feel like they think I'm a loser and a quitter. Um, and so I came into that game, like my co, okay, my coach, he put me on the starting line for that game. That was the worst case scenario. That was the last thing I ever wanted. And I literally started like tearing up when he announced the line. Like I did not want to be on first line. I did not want to be there. And I like, I genuinely, it kept me up for nights, like thinking about that game that was like coming up. And so we played them twice. You know, they didn't, they honestly didn't kick our asses. Well, no, we, we, okay, our team is struggling. Like, we're good. We could have beaten them. They kind of kicked our ass. Like, oh, well. But, like, I was in the lineup after the game shaking their hands. And I just hear, Audrey Rowan, like, as this girl passes me. And it was my old carpool. And I genuinely did not know what to think. I could not tell if that was mockery or like friendly, but I took it as mockery. Um, there was a lot of drama during that game that was just so unneeded. 
And I don't know. It just made me feel horrible. Like, it just, I hated playing that game. Like, I want nothing to do with Salve. Um, honestly, if they're having fun, like, good for them. Like, good for them in their pursuits. But I do not want to be associated with them. I do not want to be seen by them. And I do not want to talk to them. <laughs> and that is my hockey story. Um, when I got... And, and honestly, I forgot to say this, but I have regained my love for the sport, which is something that I did not ever think was going to happen. I genuinely look forward to practices again. Like, I work out. Like, I try and work out to become, like, the best player that I can be. And everything is great right now in my life. Like, I'm being treated right, and now I know what that's like. And I'm in an awesome mental state. So, you know... That's that's the hockey story. <laughs> so that's why it bothers me so much when I find out that my old teammates found my TikTok. But, you know, that's it. That's all I have to say. Let me take my TikTok right now. Nothing new on it. Love to see it. 